And when you spend from a belief that every cent you earn will be your last, you operate from a place of scarcity, a context that runs counter to the energy of abundance. Hey, my name is Melissa Lane, and I'm obsessed with all things self-empowerment, self-development, spirituality, and holistic healing to help you navigate this thing called life in a more fulfilled way. Ever felt like you missed the class on how life works? So did I. I'm just a regular girl who grew up not understanding how to create success, where to find fulfillment, or how to live a life that I actually enjoyed. So I went on a journey of self-discovery, and it led me to the realization that everything about living a fulfilling life can be learned. And so the Lifecraft podcast was born. Here, you'll learn how to stop letting life just happen to you and how to begin crafting a life you can actually get excited about. No topic is off limits here, from the scientific to the mystical and everything in between. Difficulties, failures, growth, victories and more are all real life happenings that myself and our guests will discuss. Think of this as your library to life where you can tune in whenever you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged to craft a life you're actually excited to wake up to. This is the Lifecraft Podcast. In this episode of 7 Minutes to Success, we feature singer-songwriter and author Alicia Keys, where she shares a passage from her book, More Myself, about her journey from scarcity to an abundance mindset when it came to money. She shares how the abundance block showed up in her life, what she did to change her story, and what she understands about money and tapping into its frequency now. Be sure to share this episode, subscribe to this podcast, and enjoy. Songs in A minor improved my financial picture, but it didn't significantly change how I handled my money. Every ka-ching triggered in me a long-held fear, followed by a question, if all of this suddenly goes away, have I saved enough to be okay? I'd seen how quickly circumstances could shift, as fast as they once had when my mother lost her father in the family's breadwinner. And I was determined not to end up as the penniless bag lady, the former star whose downward spiral left her in dire financial straits. So in the early days of my career, I was very, very careful with cash. And when I did buy something for myself, I never went for flashy. In place of $5,000 designer boots or Bentleys, I opted for white t-shirts and Tim's I could get cheap on 125th Street. I'll never forget the first time I went to Bergdorf Goodman, the luxury department store on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Erica, my childhood friend who later worked on my team as my day-to-day manager, was with me. Following the album Mentor, I just received my first major check. I deposited it and didn't touch it for weeks. You should go shopping, Erica urged me. I reluctantly agreed. I mean, it can't hurt to look, I figured. And maybe it was time for a small indulgence. If you've ever roamed the aisles of Bergdorf's, then you understand how forcefully desire can grab you by the throat. You quickly go from swearing you don't need a single thing to lusting after designer sneakers you hadn't even known existed before the moment you spotted them. Within a half an hour in the store, I picked out a pair of shoes, a leather jacket, a scarf, and a killer belt. 
When the lady at the counter announced the total, that will be $3,482, she said without blinking. I looked blankly at her. I'm putting all this back. I whispered to Erica as I scooped up the items and left the register. This is ridiculous. I said, I can't pay this much. Come on, Erica pressed. You should do something nice for yourself for once. I stared at her but didn't respond. Do you love these? She asked, picking up the sneakers I just propped back up onto their display stand. I nodded. Well, if you really love them, she went on, you should buy them. It's time to celebrate a little. I ultimately bought two of the five items, the high top sneakers and the leather jacket. And for days after the purchase, I was in turmoil. Not just because I'd spent over a thousand dollars in an insane amount in my view, but also because I should have gotten a belt. <laughs> Months later, when I went back for it, the item had been discontinued. Erica wasn't pushing me to live beyond my means. Rather, she was nudging me toward a different mindset, a mentality that was foreign to me. I'd grown up in a survival mode, clutching tightly to every dollar that came my way. And when you spend from a belief that every cent you earn will be your last, you operate from a place of scarcity, a context that runs counter to the energy of abundance. Money, like all life, is an energy exchange. You give yourself over to whatever you're passionate about, and what comes back to you is energy in the form of monetary compensation. You attract more or less of what you want by how you choose to interact with it, as well as what you believe about yourself. Do you truly feel you deserve what you're asking for? Are you worth it? How you answer impacts what comes your way. What you focus on expands. If you focus on the goodness in your life, you create more of it. And if you live with an open palm rather than a closed fist, you leave room for immeasurable blessings to flow through your hands. It was one of the strongest lessons ever passed on to me in the classroom my life was becoming. So that's kind of long, but I had to give you the whole context or else you wouldn't have understood where I was coming from and where it led me to. But I, I thought this was interesting and this is a, a super deep conversation and something that I personally struggled with for a long time. And this idea of, so no, are you supposed to go out and spend your entire paycheck and, and you know, like not be smart and not plan and make sure that you're covered and your family's covered? Of course, no. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying some crazy thing like that. Um, but what I did learn at this time was that there is a perspective that you can have, especially as it comes to finances. Because I think a lot of us often have come from very humble beginnings and we haven't really been taught a lot about finances. We haven't been taught about money management. We haven't been taught about money at all. And in fact, a lot of times, you know, we're figuring it out as we go. And if we do happen to be able to be successful or start to see success, we, a lot of times we don't even know what to do with that or with our money. And I thought this was really, really a powerful lesson in regards to looking at things from the space of scarcity versus abundance. And that even that small mind shift in your mind, knowing that you are capable, that you are able, that you are deserving, that you are creative, that you do have it inside of you to create 
what you want to create and to and for it to go well for you and for you to be able to build a life around it, which so many of us feel like that'll never happen. I'll never be able to make my dreams come true. I'll never be able to become, you know, your parents tell you, you'll never be a doctor, you'll never be a surgeon, you'll never be a, you know, a successful lawyer. You know, it's hard. You know, so many times we think we can't do it. And and so I love this moment where I realized that I could see how because I come from that place and I looked at things sometimes from this fear that I would never have it again or finances would not come my way or if I did get something at one time it would never come again that I was blocking my blessings. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember, this is only a segment of the whole presentation. Please follow the link in the description below to listen to it in full. If you loved this episode, please leave a positive review for us and let us know on social media at, at the Lifecraft what inspired you. We will connect again in the next episode and until then, keep creating a life you are excited to wake up to.